Hi, I'm Kelly Cervantes, and this is Seizing Life, a bi-weekly podcast produced by Cure Epilepsy. Today, I'm happy to welcome Haley Yu to the podcast. Haley experienced absence seizures and was diagnosed with epilepsy as a child. After several years of medication, her seizures gradually subsided and eventually stopped completely. Now a 17-year-old rising high school senior, Haley has recently come to recognize the mental health impacts that childhood epilepsy has had on her in the long term. She's here today to talk about that journey and to share how she hopes to help other children with epilepsy. Haley, thank you so much for joining us today. Uh, To start things off, why don't you share how epilepsy first entered your life? Yeah, so um, when I was in first grade, um, I started to present kind of symptoms. I had absence seizures, so my mom would notice, like I would blink, stare off into space a couple times, and then it became more and more frequent. And so she started to become more concerned. Um, And that's when she took me to the hospital and I was diagnosed with um, epilepsy in first grade. And that's kind of how it entered into my life. Now, I'm sure in first grade, you don't really know anything about epilepsy, seeing as most adults are not well-versed in epilepsy. How was it explained to you what was happening? For me personally, it, it was something I tried not to... I guess, associate with or like um, try to learn more about. So all I all I knew when I was in first grade was that um, it was called epilepsy, but I never questioned anything about it or asked anything anyone about it just because I just, I guess there was like a lot of shame around it for me. So I never really wanted to um, kind of explore what it meant or kind of what it was in my life. And so I never... I guess I didn't really know much about it at all in first grade. You were started on medication. Did the medication help or do you remember there being any side effects? Yeah. So for me with the medications, there was a lot of trouble with that. Um, My family and I, we noticed that either they would have no effect or, you know, I just have the same amount of seizures and added side side effects. Like um, something we noticed was like lack of energy, which could would kind of contribute to um, kind of the stress levels that I had. Um, So yeah, we had a lot of trouble with the medications and finding one that was right. And eventually your seizures just sort of went away on their own. Um, You outgrew it as it were. How old were you and, and what did that look like as they were sort of going away? Yeah. So um, for me, it happened between fifth and sixth grade. So right as I was entering middle school, that's when I started to um, outgrow it. Um, And for me, what I what we noticed was that there was like drastic decrease in how many seizures I was having. Like I remember the year between fifth and sixth grade, it was like um, like only a few seizures that I had that year. And then it just completely stopped as I entered middle school. Um, which I'm sure was a huge relief to you and your family. Yes. Um, we've talked about absence seizures a bit on this podcast before, but sort of to refresh anyone's memory, can you explain what an absence seizure 
would look like and, and what it felt like? Yeah. So for me, it was, it's just kind of like when it comes on, you freeze up. And if you were to look at me, I'd just be like wide eyed, like staring off into space um, for like around 10 to 20 seconds. And then like, I would come back and have to reorient myself a little bit. Um, but yeah, I do remember it was a little bit unnerving for a couple of my classmates who kind of experienced me like just like staring sometimes there was this moment where um i had stared directly at this person and he was kind of unnerved by that um and i think that just kind of contributed a little bit to um kind of the shame i felt around having it like i really didn't want anyone around me to know that i had it but sometimes moments like that i just couldn't help it yeah so you've sort of touched on it a bit but you know, I have to imagine that shame that you're talking about and wanting to hide it and sort of the embarrassment around that. What was that effect on you socially and academically? Yeah, so um, throughout elementary school, um, of course, like having seizures throughout the day in schools can affect you um, so much academically, like just like blanking off during lessons in class. It's kind of tough to navigate through school because of it. Um, but also like, um, I guess I had this deep fear in me that like, if my peers somehow knew I had it or I was kind of, they knew I was different, it would be hard for them to accept me. So I, I had a lot of trouble around like, um, opening up to people and making a lot of friends, um, within that time period when I was in elementary school. And now you were one of the fortunate ones to outgrow your childhood epilepsy, but the effects on your life remained. And those, um, especially during such formative years, you know, can have a strong lasting impact on your life. Can you talk to us about the ways that epilepsy is still affecting you and has sort of shaped the person that you've become? Yeah, so I've only recently started like kind of digging deep into how much it had actually affected me because up until before last year, actually, I it was just kind of a part of myself that kind of buried and didn't want to associate with. And um, I realize now how much it had affected so many different areas of my life. Um, you know, as a child, I never really like participated in the sports I wanted to participate in or do a lot of the activities that I wanted to do just because I felt like somehow my epilepsy made me incompetent. Um, and it, my self-esteem was really, really low as a child. Um, and I think that really developed into my teenage years. Um, and that was kind of how it like affected my mental health and everything. There was a lot of like anxiety around, oh, like if people find out, like they're going to think I'm different, they're going to ostracize me, kind of. There was a lot of anxiety and fear around it. So it, it really, really affected me emotionally in so many different ways. I had a school program that I was a part of. Um, it was an independent study program and I got to work with a mentor and she was a former clinical psychologist. And she had pointed out something that I never really realized, but growing up, I was always told that my handwriting was really small. And she pointed out like, oh, you know, you have really small handwriting. I was wondering like, you know, that might be a reflection of 
kind of how you felt when you were younger, like you felt small and that was just kind of one of the ways it reflected into your life. And I was like, that's such a small thing in my life. Yet even epilepsy was like somehow subconsciously going into the way I was writing and how small it was. That is absolutely fascinating the way that that sort of showed up in different ways throughout the way that you express yourself. When did this sort of self-identifying and and um, unpacking of the shame that you carried from epilepsy, when did that begin and, and what kick-started that? Because I'm sure that that was a lot to unpack. Yeah. So um, in the last school year, basically I was a part of this program at school. It's the independent study program. And essentially what we do is we choose a career that we're potentially interested in and find someone and research a certain topic to kind of mentor us. And um, so I had chosen neurology, um, maybe subconsciously because I wasn't thinking about epilepsy at all, but (laughs) it had affected my decision to choose neurology. Yeah. Um, but I had gotten my mentor, the clinical psychologist, um, and I started to kind of look into like research articles about epilepsy and the stigma around epilepsy. And I was like, oh, this is really interesting. Maybe this is what was going on earlier in my life. And my mentor really encouraged me to like look into it and everything. And that's kind of how I started digging deep into it. And I started working with my mentor um, to kind of see how the research was kind of correlating and um, presenting itself in my life when I was younger. And that's when I started digging deep into it. And now I'm kind of just uncovering everything um, and going through the journey of that right now. I'm sure that is quite overwhelming and emotional at times, but also has to be somewhat freeing uh, in that, you know, this is this is a topic that you didn't want to talk about. You didn't want anyone in your family to discuss with you. And now you are on a podcast sharing your journey, which is, I mean, that's leaps and bounds from where you were. I wonder is this just something that you're now recently talking about your epilepsy or once your seizures stopped, was it something that you ever discussed with your friends? Um, so once my seizure seizure stopped, I no, I didn't discuss it with any of my friends at all. Um, but yeah, when I started looking, I mean, um, researching into it within the last school year, that's when I started kind of, Um, telling the people around me about like what was going on in my life back then. Um, And so, yeah, it's been a really recent thing for me, like telling everyone, oh, you know, I had epilepsy when I was younger. And this was probably why I was like blanking off into space so many, like in so many different moments. But yeah, it's been, everything has been a really recent thing for me. Hi, this is Brandon from Cure Epilepsy. Have you or a loved one been recently diagnosed with epilepsy? Are you looking for more information about epilepsy and available treatment options? Go to cureepilepsy.org forward slash four dash patients to get resources and information about epilepsy. Now back to Seizing Life. Now, I understand your work in this school project with the psychologist inspired you to write a letter to other children who are living with epilepsy. And I wonder if that's something you might share with us today. 
Yeah, of course. Um, so kind of how it came about though was my mentor, she encouraged me to write a letter to my childhood self or something my childhood self would have wanted to hear. And so that I kind of, um, based off the idea, I was like, oh, maybe, you know, I can write a letter that is for all the children living with epilepsy now. And so um, I can read it for you. Um, it goes, dear friend, I have been in your position as well. After my diagnosis of epilepsy, I felt unsure and alone throughout the process. Sometimes I felt ashamed for having epilepsy and other times I felt excluded and different from all my friends. It's normal to feel all these emotions. Having epilepsy isn't always going to be an easy journey. Some, something I've learned over the years is that there are so many people willing to support you through your journey. Some people eventually grow out of epilepsy and others have it their entire lives. But remember that there are always people there to guide you. Learn to love all of yourself and no, don't neglect the part of yourself that makes you special. Shame can make you feel small and invisible, but remember there are so many people out there just like you, feeling the same emotions as you. You are not alone in this. Learn to be proud of who you are. Every part of you is special. Love your friend. Ah, oh, Haley, that is so beautiful and so meaningful, especially coming from someone who has experienced it directly and personally and um, has come through it on the other side. Now, I know that yes, you wrote this letter and it's inspired you um, to come up with a project idea. And I'd love for you to share that with us now. Yeah, so um, the reason I had actually reached out to Cure Epilepsy in the first place was um, based off of this letter that I had, I had an idea maybe where, you know, adults living with epilepsy or people who have had epilepsy um, can maybe write letters to children now living with epilepsy. Because um, I think one thing for me was um, when I was younger, I felt very alone throughout the process because I didn't know anyone around me living with epilepsy. And I think um, when you have it as a child, you can feel um, like, oh, I'm the only one going through this. Like, it's it's really hard to navigate that. And so I think, you know, having a letter written by someone who has had the experience um, might be encouraging for a lot of the young children nowadays. And so that was just an idea that I had for a campaign. And that's how I reached out to get epilepsy. I love that idea and cannot wait to see um, what we do with this project coming up. Please, everyone stay tuned for more on that. Uh, now, looking back, were there any coping mechanisms that helped you? Is there anything that you would say to a parent, Get any advice that you would offer to a parent who has a child with epilepsy, different tools, techniques that might help their child who is living with epilepsy? Yeah. So if I were to give advice to any parents or anything, I think it would be like to have no matter how your child may say they're feeling, you know, I remember when I was younger, I would always say like, oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. Um, it might be a completely different situation. Um, and I would tell them like, maybe have a convert, have that hard conversation with your child about how they might really be feeling about everything. Cause you know, um, for me, it was the whole shame part of it, um, that I kind of, um, felt, as a child and I never really talked about it with any of my parents. Um, and of course it's not something 
I blame any of the adults in my life for just because um, I think um, they had thought that whatever, if they had appealed to my wishes as a child, that was what would be best for me. Um, but I guess sometimes having those tough conversations or kind of real conversations, um, although they might be a little bit uncomfortable, um, I think they're really important, especially because when you're a child, like um, everything you do kind of has an effect on your life later. I guess that's what I would say. Um, I think that's great advice. And I also wonder, what do you wish your peers had known about epilepsy? I guess, actually, honestly, when I was younger, I guess nobody really knew what I had or like if anyone mentioned um, epilepsy in any way, I guess nobody around me was really informed about what it was. So I guess what I would tell them um, as my peers would be um, kind of informing them about what it was in the first place and how I might experience my seizures and how they could support me through that. Um, but also don't see me in any way, like um, not see me in any way that makes me, I guess, any different from them or like um, any less capable of anything from them. Yeah, I think we could absolutely use more education and more understanding and through that, uh, we would certainly find more empathy. And to sort of, you know, cap things off, what is a lasting piece of advice that you you would love to give to a young child um, or any a child of any age who is currently facing seizures and epilepsy? Um, I think something that I would tell them is that there is no need at all to feel any embarrassment or shame around having epilepsy um, just because it's not something within our control it's not something i ever could have controlled at all and so um, looking back now i'm i'm like why did i ever feel so much shame around this um, i think it's so easy to get in your head about everything um, but yeah something i would tell anyone any child living with epilepsy now is that um, it's nothing to be shameful about. And honestly, I see it as more of a strength to be able to get through something that you're getting through. Um, yeah, so I would see it as more of a strength and something that makes you unique and not something at all to hide or, um, you know, carry alone with you. Haley, you are amazing. I am so grateful to you for sharing your journey and your experience with us today. Best of luck. You're heading into your senior year of high school in the fall. Is that correct? Yeah. Amazing. Well, wishing you so much luck in your future endeavors uh, and have an amazing senior year. Thank you so much. Thank you, Haley, for raising awareness about the mental health impacts of epilepsy on children and teens. Please keep an eye out later this year for a Cure Epilepsy social media campaign based on Haley's letter writing idea. Cure Epilepsy was founded 25 years ago by mothers who were desperate to help their children living with epilepsy. These moms challenge the research community to find cures for epilepsy by better understanding how and why it develops. So much has been learned in those 25 years and we are closer than ever to finding cures. If you would like to help us achieve our goal of a world without epilepsy, 
please visit cureepilepsy.org forward slash donate. Cure Epilepsy, inspiring hope and delivering impact. Thank you. The opinions expressed in this podcast do not necessarily reflect the views of Cure Epilepsy. The information contained herein is provided for general information only and does not offer medical advice or recommendations. Individuals should not rely on this information as a substitute for consultations with qualified healthcare professionals who are familiar with individual medical conditions and needs. Cure Epilepsy strongly recommends that care and treatment decisions related to epilepsy and any other medical conditions be made in consultation with a patient's physician or other qualified healthcare professionals who are familiar with the individual's specific health situation.